Our faculty and staff believe in work, hard work, and they truly exhibit a spirit that is not afraid. War Eagle. Go crazy, Cadillac! Go crazy! I mean, who don't want to come to Auburn? Oh, my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back! Auburn wins! We're about excellence and innovation. This is Auburn being Auburn. I believe in Auburn. War Eagle. And love it. Listen, we're a football school, but we're also an everything school. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to the Everything Auburn podcast, which we record right here from the Heyday Market on the Plains. I'm your host, Auburn Communications Director Preston Sparks, and this is the place for learning all about the amazing people, places, traditions, and work, hard work, that sets Auburn apart from the rest. Seinfeld was a show about nothing, but this is a podcast about everything, everything Auburn. With this segment, we're going to delve into the research of one of our rock star professor experts, Dr. Amit Murray and his work in improving the quality and safety of poultry products. Dr. Murray is an associate professor of poultry science in Auburn's College of Agriculture, and his research is a great example of how Auburn is at work in advancing solutions through innovation. Thanks so much for being here today, Dr. Murray. So let's start things off by having you talk a bit about your role here at Auburn, how long you've been on the plains, and what you teach. War Eagle, thank you so much for inviting me to talk. I was a student at Auburn, and I started in 2007 as a PhD student and graduated PhD, uh, went out to the industry and then uh, came back to Auburn. There's nothing like being in Auburn. Me and my wife, we both are great Auburn fans and we both are graduates of Auburn University. One of the things that I has burning in me is science for the benefit of mankind. I want to create science that can create an impact on the industry, on the people, on the stakeholders, especially our farmers and people in the farming sector. So my choice of work is uh, food science and working on developing innovative technologies that can improve food safety, quality, and shelf life of, uh, of foods. My expertise is in poultry science as well as I work uh, on the seafood side of things. So in addition to teaching, um, I know you're heavily involved in research, right? Let's talk now about your work in that realm involving poultry science. Definitely. In terms of research, we work on developing innovative technologies that can create an impact, as I said. So some of the technologies we have worked on are like bioelectrical impedance. So we take electrical properties of meat so that we can understand the texture and the quality of the meat without cutting it even before somebody could buy it and we can make a decision on the quality of the meat. Or we are looking at hyperspectral imaging of the meat so that without taking microbiological samples you can determine how, uh, what is the spoilage status of that chicken and so that we can make a decision on how quickly we can sell it or not. We are working on microwave technology. We have uh, spectral imaging to detect certain quality regulations and safety regulations that are in place in the poultry industry as well. So we are working on quite a bit of these things, but at the same time we are developing new interdisciplinary research areas in our program. Some of them being supply chain and food safety, supply chain uh, operations management and food safety uh, and food science in itself, as well as data analytics and food science. So these are some of the cross-cutting research areas that we have developed and they have evolved over a period of time to cater to the futuristic job demands, futuristic requirements of the food industry. One part of your research that really fascinates me is your work involving what is called functional ice. So can you detail that for our listeners, what that is and how it works? Absolutely. Functional ice is a very simple innovation over regular ice. The crux of this idea stems from the fact that ice is generally used as a 
coolant as a refrigerant for food, for fish especially, around the world. When I was a student and I would travel around uh, you know, small towns and villages in India, because that's where originally I'm from, we would see people selling fish and the fish getting spoiled faster. And these people who are selling fish are really very economically underserved, if you will. And so I wanted to do something for them. So I wanted to develop a technology that can be simple, easy to use, easy to adapt, and it does not cause any harm uh, to anybody, right? And it is also low cost. So when I was in Alaska before coming to Alabama, I had worked on seafood and uh, spoilage. I came to Alabama and I, I, that, the thought of developing something simple, easy to use technology still remained. One fine day I was like, why can't we add and change the properties of ice such that it can do more than just cooling? So you can take some simple chemicals or simple food ingredients like vinegar, add it to water, freeze it up. What that does is it locks that vinegar inside the, uh, inside the ice, and as the ice melts, it slowly, continuously releases that vinegar, which is an antimicrobial on the surface of the fish or the chicken or whatever it is. And that way you can continuously kill the bacteria on the surface of the fish, making it stay fresh for a long period of time. So we did this research not just in Auburn, and it was initially funded by Auburn. It was funded by United States Department of Agriculture, Foreign Agriculture Services. But we took it international, and we have been very successful in doing this in Honduras uh, on uh, shrimp and tilapia. And we tested it not just in the lab, but we like to create an impact on the lives of the people. So we took it out to the markets, the wet markets, which are on the street side, and we saw that the ice melts slower. It also gives a great quality shrimp. The women who are selling the shrimp on the street side, they didn't have to reduce the cost of the shrimp uh, at the end of the day just because the shrimp are going bad. So they had a great quality product. And so they were very happy. So now we are creating a socioeconomic impact on the people through science, which is what absolutely I'm proud of and the reason why I'm a scientist to begin with. We have tested this in Nigeria. We had the exact same results in the city of Port Arquart. We had tested it in India. And right now we are working in Costa Rica with the trout and tilapia aquaculturists as well. So it's, it's going on globally because it is very, very simple technology. You don't need any extra infrastructure. The only ad added cost is just the cost of that extra chemical that you can buy at any grocery store. It could be citric acid, it could be vinegar, it could be a combination. So yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a fantastic technology that can reduce food waste and food loss while improving socioeconomic status of people. Pardon the bad pun, but that is very cool. So, very cool. That's well, awesome. You. As part of your research, can you speak to any partnerships that have formed with outside companies, maybe others, and, you know, how your research is perhaps being implemented? Absolutely. So, the research that we do has to create impact. And one of the key uh, to creating impact is to take the technology to the market. The time to market is very critical when it comes to developing technologies and creating an impact. So, we initially say, for example, biological impedance. We started in our lab working using simple electrodes and trying to test the bioelectrical properties of the meat or uh, chicken in this case. And uh, I was like, it's going to take me a long time to figure out, put everything together, package it and make it look nice and into a machine. 
I started looking and there was actually a, a company that was making a machine like that to detect electrical properties, but that was for fish and for a completely different reason. We brought that technology in and we then fine-tuned it to adapt to what we had and then work with the company to take it to the market. So we were able to successfully do that through these collaborative partnerships and forward thinking where we could benefit the industry much more sooner than it would. Otherwise, it would have taken 10, 20 more years. Hmm. So we have followed a similar pattern with other technologies as well, be it the spectral uh, imaging, be it uh, microwave technology and so on. So that is one of the collaborations that we have done. Beyond that, we have absolutely collaborated with partners like the non-government organizations, uh, for example, the World Wildlife Fund um, on the Food Waste Food Loss Initiative. So we are actively in communication with them and uh, updating them what we are doing. And then the scientists and stakeholders beyond the borders, beyond Auburn and, uh, and the U.S. and looking at uh, all these different countries. I'm very proud to say that we have been pretty successful in this endeavor. What a great example of Auburn at work for the state of Alabama and beyond, right? And this is a great example of just sort of the, the land-grant mission. Can you detail how you involve students in your research work and all their learning through that process? Students are the key to research. Students are the key to building the future leaders, future scientists, future policymakers, essentially. So during all this research, we have our undergraduate research program in my lab and several other researchers where we invite students to do research in our labs and they, uh, they work as undergraduate researchers, they work, work with graduate students, they do research projects, they present their research as well at national and international conferences and all that is paid for by us. And th with that knowledge, they can actually go to the next level, uh, getting a master's or a PhD, or they can go and do their own degrees. We had undergraduate students going into medical school to PA school and others. And we have retained some of those uh, students as well, where they were undergraduate researchers or interns. They have moved on to become master's students in the same lab as well. Then we have got master's students and PhD students, which are graduate students, and they are from all over the world, in fact, in our lab. So it's a very unique, very diverse group of talented students. One of the keys is that these students are out-of-the-box thinkers. That's what I like, and those are the students most of the time that are in my lab. They have to be motivated and driven by the cause and the purpose that we have to create a difference in the mankind through science. Focusing on yourself and your background, I'm always curious about how someone finds their niche. And so tell us a bit about how you became so interested in this particular field of study. Like I have said, my motto in life is science for the benefit of mankind. I have seen through several years that researchers do wonderful, amazing research, but then it gets stuck only in research papers. I wanted to go beyond, and I'm projecting that vision to my students and my students are taking it forward as well. The real beauty in, of science is in its depth, but it's also in its applications that's going to create a change in the lives of the people, the millions of people around the world. Because we are privileged enough to get an education, have food in, our, uh, in front of us, have somebody pay us to do the science. I feel that I have the burden on my shoulders to be responsible to the taxpayers and to the people in the world. And this is the key philosophy that drives me to what I do on a regular basis. Every project that I have done, the first thing that comes to my mind is how am I going to help the people? 
you can do basic science and that's great but let's take it to the next level let's take it to the commercial level let's take it and give it to the people some of the functional ice uh, frankly is not patented functional ice it's an open source if somebody tells what is the requirement, we can design a functional ice for that purpose because we want to reach to the grassroots. We want to create that change. And that burning feeling inside me as a scientist drives me to do what I do on a regular basis. And uh, I absolutely enjoy it every single moment. Let's talk about Auburn. I know Auburn uh, is very special to you and your family. Can you talk just a little bit about your love for this place. Absolutely. We love Auburn. We live Auburn. We are orange and blue. We bleed orange and blue. There is nothing like it. As I'm talking, I'm like all goosebumps because there is no place like Auburn. I've been to several places in the world. Just this year, I had an opportunity and an honor to go to 13 different countries. And every time I come back, it just feels perfect. It feels home. I just fell in love with this place. There is something magical about Auburn that draws you in, the, the, the students the atmosphere. Since being a student, I have always crossed Sanford Hall, even today, now 2023, I still go in front of Sanford Hall and I still am in awe and I'm like, wow, this is a place, this is home. This feels good. The people are great. Uh, everybody is very friendly. It's a very family-oriented place. I, I cannot speak enough about how awesome this place is. So if anybody out there is listening, and you're in Auburn, War Eagle, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you're a student and you graduate, I'm quite sure you're going to f- miss this place a lot, and I hope that you guys come back and see Auburn again. It's the Auburn family, right? It is absolutely the Auburn family. Looking back again on some of your research and work, um, if there are those out there who might be interested in seeking you know, to maybe connect in um, some mm-hmm. of the work you're doing, or perhaps, as you mentioned, you know, prospective students perhaps, seeking a similar career in poultry science, how could they get connected? So you can send me an email at azm0011 at auburn.edu, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Again, Amit More, reach out to me. I'll be happy to connect with you. If we have matching interest, you have an out-of-box thinking and you want to do something cool, reach out. I mean, we can find something amazing for you to work on because I want a little bit of that craziness in the student. We don't want students who are going to follow just the procedure step by step by step. I mean, of course, we want to follow them, but I want somebody to think outside the box and say, what, what if I do this? What if I do that? And a lot of good discoveries have come out of that. Uh, in fact, just a couple of weeks back, we found something completely new and exciting that a multi-billion dollar company is interested in now. Wow. So we have some cool stuff going and out of the box thinkers are what we are looking for. So reach out. Is there anything else you'd like to add for the listeners? I think if you are passionate about something, if you like something, just go for it. That's the key to staying happy. Yes, there is money that is needed, but happiness is more than money. And if you're not passionate about something and you are going to be in that job, it will feel like a drag. It's going to hurt you. You're not going to like what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. That will lead to failure. That may lead to depression and so many other things. So instead of that, find something that you love. Find something that you're passionate about and just go for it and be the best at it. Like Gary Vaynerchuk says, you know, if you're collecting Smurf, 
just be the best at it, you know, smurf it up. <laughs> and so I, I totally agree to that. And I love what I do. I live what I do. Great ideas come at 3 a.m. in the morning or any time. And I'm always thinking uh, because this is my passion. And Auburn is the best place there is to follow my passion. Well, thanks so much again, Dr. Murray, for joining the podcast and enlightening us on all things poultry. We really appreciate it and hope everyone listening learned a few new things and grew their knowledge of everything Auburn. Make sure to check back on our show for future episodes as we continue to look at everything that makes Auburn so special. War Eagle.